You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. I just talk to you and BS about things, so <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what happens with these internet machines. <laughs> Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. This is issue 198. That means we're two away from 200. Oh, man. They haven't canceled us yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we have it good in with the, the editor-in-chief so and the publisher. So we, we're okay at the moment. <laughs> All right. We're safe. <laughs> man, the big 200. That's crazy. Yeah. What a you, sneak up. Can you think of any uh, I don't know. big 200 epi- issues? Oh, gosh. Well, obviously, so the biggies were uh, Justice League of America 200 and Avengers 200. Uh, I think George Perez did the art on both of those. And what's really interesting is Justice League 200, it it was like a pretty good, like, revamping of the origin, kind of giving it a modern spin. Um, But Avengers 200 was horrible. This is the one where it's like Carol Danvers is, like, impregnated. And then, like, her child is born and rapidly ages to a man. And, like, I think they go off into eternity to get married. It was some weird stuff. Wait, <laughs> yeah, that's Carol right. Carol mar- married her, her kid? Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a horrible issue. Like, the way Carol got treated in the late 70s early eighties was just not good because then it's like, okay, uh, let's, let's fix her. Um, then the next time she appears is kind of like in the, that Avengers annual. And it's like, Oh, okay. I know how we could fix her. Here's rogue. Oh, that <laughs> <helps>. <laughs> yeah. Carol definitely has not had the best of luck in the, in the, in the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So, Hopefully, when we get to 200, we can pull off a uh, Justice League 200 more than a Avengers 200. Then, <laughs> Mitch, you're marrying your children. That's what happened? Wait, happen. what happens in the Justice League 200 one? Um, like I said, I think it was just kind of like a revamping of the origin. Oh, you know? okay. Like, oh, gotcha, gotcha. let's let's expand it more and all that stuff. I just remember the cover was all them fighting each other. Like it's funny because like if you look at them in terms of the cover. JLA one, they're fighting each other, and it's a it's a, a full spread cover, so it's like you only get to see half of it. You have to flip the comic book over. You're know, like, ah, eh, okay. And then the Avengers 200, it's this nice group shot of them coming at you. So it's like you would totally get baited by these covers. You'd be like, well, this one, the Avengers one, clearly looks like the better <laughs> book. Oh no, true believer. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the first episode that aired on Disney Plus this this past. Friday, and then, but first, as always, we are going to get into the spinner rack. So, Chris, what is new on this new comic book day? Okay, so fans, if you go to your local comic shop, uh, you have two days of comic book glory to entail. Uh, The first one will be Tuesday, and that will be all your DC comics. So we will have Action Comics 1029. It's crazy to say those big numbers still. Uh, Action Comics 1029 will be out, and this is the New Frontier era as written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, There is definitely going to be some focus on Superboy uh, because he's either going to be the greatest or the worst. So there's definitely some destiny there that maybe he might escape or might not. Um, we have Batman black and white volume three issue four out again. These are standalone tales that are just, you know, getting famous writers and artists to come finally play with Batman. So some pretty cool stuff there. Um, one thing that I like that's pretty cool is one of the uh, variant covers, uh, is basically two face either picking at or admiring his face. So, uh, that one's kind of cool looking just for the cover art alone. Then we have Batman Superman issue 16. So Gene Lun Yang is taking the uh, the Amazing 2 and he's going to have them travel throughout time. Uh, so this looks like it's very cinema themed, uh, but it looks very exciting. So this will actually kind of take us back to um, kind of like the old 1940s serial adventures that these two had on the big screen back in the day. Yeah, so that's it, definitely going to be. That's all we need is. 
That's all we need is uh, Batman and Superman traveling around through time, like just mucking things up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I tell you what, uh, Gene is definitely pushing the idea of it all counts via the new frontier or the infinite frontier. I'm sorry. So it's like, wow, like like this is the brand new issue coming right out the gate. And he's like, yeah, let's do this. So like fans are going to be like, why does the Superman S look weird? Is Batman holding a gut? You know, like, it's like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to give you a tour de force. So did they, wait, um, did, did they give Batman the purple gloves? So it's kind of hard to tell. So in the variant cover, he's obviously hiding them behind the Cape, but they look very modern, but very retro esque. Uh, if we look at the main cover, I do see the super shield, but again, Batman's doing a clever job of hiding his fist under the cape. So probably yes, purple gloves. That's why he's hiding them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know. There's going to be some amazing stuff in that. I have a good feeling about that book. Uh, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number six will be out. So if you definitely like the uh, Sean Murphy verse of Batman stories, check this one out. It continues on, but more of a focus on uh, Harley Quinn herself. There will be a DC Connect checklist poster, so check with your LCS and see if they have any of those awesome items for you, some little freebies there. Um, We will have Detective Comics 1034. Uh, So this one, if we take a look, it's going to have a Robin backup feature. But what I find interesting is Huntress will be there. Now, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with Huntress uh, in this Well, basically in these stories, like, are we looking at Helena Bartonelli or are we looking at Helena Wayne? So I am very curious to see if they will play with one character, play with both characters, or maybe even have both of them come together. Can you think of a story? Uh, Has there ever been a story where Helena Bartonelli, like, received the information that in another timeline, another Earth, she was Bruce and Catwoman's daughter? The best I could think of is probably, I think it was JSA classified. So when they started, like, I think it was like the first three or four issues, it was a Power Girl arc. And this is where Power Girl is starting to, like, have her Earth 2 memories unlocked. And so I know, I remember one of the covers, like, they have uh, Power Girl and Huntress kind of, like, sitting on a high beam eating lunch together. So that might be, like, I don't remember word for word, but I think that might be a case where, you know, Karen is like, yeah, in another dimension, we're like really good friends and you're the daughter of Batman. <laughs> so that's the best I can think. I'll have to go hit the back issues and see if that does actually occur. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Moving along. Uh, so if you are a fan of the Future State Teen Titans, definitely pick up this one. It's Future State Teen Titans Ruins One Shot. So right now the big mystery is who is Red X? No one knows. They introduced him in Future State, and he's made it into the current stories. So they're definitely going to be exploring uh, what that is and who that is. Uh, And then get ready. It's a brand new volume of Harley Quinn. So Stephanie Phillips and Riley Rosmo will be teaming up to create Harley Quinn volume four. So we're going to get to see the infinite frontier adventures of Harley Quinn and her new status in Gotham City and the Bat family. So that should be interesting to see. Uh, Teen Titans Academy number one is out. So again, if you're on the quest to figure out who is Red X, pick up this issue. Who's the the cover artist on that? It looks like uh, Rafa Sandoval. So, yeah, I, his art style is really cool. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think where I recently saw him. I think I saw him on the Bat Books or maybe even uh, on Nightwing, I think. It looks – It looks. I mean, I'm sure I've read some other stuff with him, but it, it doesn't it also look like um, the art of the guy that was doing the Shazam book recently? Dale Eagles ham. Yeah. A, a little bit of Dale. I could kind of see that, like with definitely the uh, the body proportions, uh, the facial features. Yeah, I could see some of that. Or is it just because that one cover of the new Shazam book has him in school in all the desk and I'm just <laughs> getting the things mixed up because that, that cover is a <laughs> classroom with desk. It, it could be that too, yeah. So now anytime you see a classroom cover, you're going to be like, Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> my safe word (laughs) uh let's see so that's going to be your comics there now for collected editions uh batman detective comics volume five will be out and this is the joker war crossover issue so this will come out as a hardcover so if you're collecting either detective or joker war uh make sure you get stuff that aligns to your collection 
Deceased is finally getting put out in trade paperback form. Uh, this one just blew away all expectations. Uh, I was happy to give you that hardcover, and I loved hearing your reactions from it. So this story is well worth its weight. It is fantastic. Uh, it's a great new uh multiverse of the dc universe like it just uh, i love it i've got great stuff about it uh next up we will have harley quinn and the birds of prey the hunt for harley so this is part of the dc black label books um so if you were a fan of the movie i would say definitely pick this up as the cover art is definitely very suggestive that it's more in line with the movie versions of these characters instead of their comic versions of each other and then here's a big hefty one swamp thing the new 52 omnibus hardcover edition so if you want those crazy adventures of the green and the red and swamp thing am i a man or am i a swamp who knows uh definitely check it out it's all there in one colossal tome for you so that's what will be provided by dc comics this tuesday if we go into our lcs's the next day on wednesday you can check out from marvel comics Alien. So Alien is here uh, with Mar- with Disney acquiring Fox Studios. They now have their newest DC queen, or sorry, their newest Disney queen. <laughs> Forget princesses. Uh, the Xenomorph is here. So Alien number one will be out. Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson and Salvador LaRocca will be the uh, headliners on this one. There is a crap ton of variant covers. So choose wisely that's, uh, let's see if that's, you if that's you know scotty, your alphabet <laughs> i was gonna say that scotty young cover is pretty hilarious looking uh, yeah i like his little cartoony style one so it looks like he's got um ripley right that was her name so yeah. the uh the xenomorph hanging out on top of ripley's costume there yeah i i dig his version so if you want get that one and then wait for when predator comes out in a couple months and you could have the scotty young cute verse edition of these monsters (laughs) (laughs) now the interesting question though will be will aliens stay in its own universe or are they getting it set up to be part of the marvel universe what do you think what would you like to see keep it separate or have them join together mitch uh i guess uh, to be honest it doesn't matter to me either way like I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to have plenty of crossover and they'll, they'll do it, but I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, I just bring it in. You know what? Might as well just bring it in, make it all one universe, uh, have them interact with the, the breed. Is that who that's oh, the brood? Yeah. No, the, yeah the brood. I always remember if it's the brood or the breed. Yeah. The brood, uh, and just be like, Hey, look, we're similar. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because that's what I was going to say. That's why I wouldn't have them be meshed in with the Marvel Universe because then the brood is like, well, why would we care for these ugly little things? And they're basically a straight ripoff of Alien. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I'd, I'd say keep them separated because you can always do the crossovers. Uh, but it'll be very interesting to see what Marvel's doing because, I mean, you know, Marvel's got Star Wars. The, they've got Predators, Alien, uh, and even Ultraman. So it's like there's some properties that – you know, given time, they might be part of the Marvel universe. So that'll be very interesting to see what's going to happen there. True. All right. Well, let's see. Moving along. Amazing Spider-Man issue 62 will out. 62 will be out. So we get to see Spidey in his brand new costume. I will say uh, this cover, Patrick Gleason did. Uh, he's making me like the costume a little bit more. Um I feel like this is like Arctic Spider-Man or something just with the blue and white vibes. And, uh, but it is really interesting and I'm very curious, like with the energy pouring out of it, what does that mean? So that'll be something. Um, and then there's also the, um, man thing version covers. So I believe it's the, yeah, 50 years of man thing. That's insane. I can't believe he's that old. Wait, uh, so it, is that man thing covered? Does is he got the Spider Man webs on his face and then also the Venom like logo on his chest? Well, he's definitely got the webbing uh, that does look more in line with the logo. So yeah, it's basically what they're gonna do. Like it's Spider Man thing. Uh, so for this month, they're gonna be having Man Thing take over or be stylistic as your favorite Marvel characters. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so it's just fun to say Spider-Man thing, I guess. <laughs> um, I hope they do the the 
a thing man thing cover just so you have to say that <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say is that is that what they're gonna be on the cover of is he gonna be on the cover of anything with the their character has the name man in it so it's gonna be iron man thing and uh i don't know who else because <laughs> it's that dr strange man <laughs> thing it's uh I don't know. I, I'm sure they're going to go all over the spectrum, but yeah, I think it's better if they can find it with their characters ending in man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and here's another variant cover. Uh, I don't know. I just, when I see the costume like this, I don't really dig it. This new Spider-Man, I don't know what's the purpose yet, just because I really haven't been reading Spider-Man. Uh, but I will say it's definitely handled better by some other artists. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Black Panther issue 24 will be out. Uh, Tenesti Coates is writing it and get ready because he's getting nearing his conclusion uh, in this series. And then also, if you like the Michael Cho classic variant covers, there will be a Black Panther version of that as well. Um, let's see. Cable issue nine will be out. So this will be interesting to see because uh, we've got young Nate Summers. And he's dating the uh, cuckoo step uh, stepsisters. So I don't think Emma's a big fan of that. But it's kind of interesting because, you know, Emma and Scott. So the junior versions, we so, can, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that Esme or Phoebe or what's the other girl's, the third one's name? Oh, I forget. Uh, but truth be told, I think he's dating all of them. Oh, well, they all yeah, kind of uh, share a hive mind anyways. Yeah, so I think that's what's going on is that he's he's dating all of them. So it's like, well, uh, too much playing might be going on. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but enjoy Wi-Fi while you can because uh, uh, old Cable will be coming back here. I think Cable is going to get canceled at issue 12. Or maybe I shouldn't say canceled, but it, I think it is ending at issue 12. And they have, they've been basically teasing that old cable will be back. So that should be interesting to see what's going to happen there. That's the fun part of uh, time travelers. They can be all ages at all times. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got Carnage, Black, White, and Blood number one out. So these will be uh, kind of the same idea with the Batman Black and White. Actually, it's, it's kind of interesting. These... Uh, color-coded books they're really taking by storm because we've got batman and superman having these and right now we've got carnage and wolverine having these um there's a wonder woman one coming up um so mitch i'm gonna throw you on the spot here you're editor at both companies you're gonna do a color themed book which dc character what color then oh. which Marvel character? What color? So, so if you want, I'll buy you some time. <laughs> I can yeah. keep going through the list. Well, I got one. I got one okay. already because you know you know me. I like to to see stories that that delve into the second tier characters. Uh, even though this is not oh. one of my characters, I would love to see this book, The Guardian Gold. Ooh, okay, nice. I mean that that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The old, the Guardian Metropolis. So we, we get him coming back and gold. We just see the adventures of that. So there you go. All right. I dig. Uh, we would do, let's see, who else would we do? Well, we could do uh, Anarchy Crimson. <laughs> there you go. All right. And uh, one more. Who is it that I don't get to see much of? Uh, how about Black Canary Black? Ooh, nice. And I think she could totally headline her own book for that. That'd be awesome. What about you? Well, let's see. If we're playing in the DC universe, so I, the one that's going to basically give me a license to print money, it's simple. Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, blue and gold, right there. Oh, yeah, of course. Just shenanigan antics of these two. I think that would work. Um, for my own personal taste, um, I would suggest Green Lantern, Green and Black. Uh, adventures done in that style. I think that could work out. And plus, with it being various, and with there being, like, Rafa and I were talking the other day, there's nine Earth Green Lanterns. Alan, Hal, Don, Guy, Kyle, uh, Simon, Jessica, the Teen Lantern, and Joe. That's nine Earth earth lanterns who's joe joe is the uh, green lantern from far sector oh okay yeah so they're they're definitely bringing her in so so wait you know so 
Is Joe is Joe a lantern for two eight one four or just from two eight one four? I think she's she's for sure from. I don't know if she'll be a Green Lantern four. Gotcha. Uh, supposedly her deal is like she's got an experimental ring, but I felt like she was from the future. So I don't know if they're doing that where she's from the future and she's in the here and now or whatever her case may be. Okay. I haven't read Far Sector, so it'll be interesting. But I mean, right there, I can give you nine issues <laughs> just by having <laughs> each lantern have their own issue, you know? That's insane. We haven't even talked about alien ones, you know? So there you <laughs> go. Um, and then I guess uh, just because it'd be fun to play with, I think Captain Atom Chrome, that could work. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Let's see. All right. Should we, we dive into the Marvel side of it? You want to go first or you want me to toss? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Who who do you got going to be on the Marvel side? All right. Uh, just because it's it would be amazing, I'm going to go with uh, Cyclops Ruby. I think that would be great. I like that. <laughs> His Ruby Quartz. So there you go. Um, this one would be interesting to be kind of cheating the system, but I would like to do Ghost Rider, Black, White, and Flame. Okay. So that way I could play with some of the, you know, fiery tone colors and stuff like that. So I think that that'd be kind of a catchy appeal title. And then I guess now I need to make a book that's probably going to start making money for Marvel. Uh, so let me think of some of the cash cows. I guess, honestly, this could work, but um, Iron Man Gold. Yeah. Yeah. So would you or would you call cool. it Red and Gold? Ooh, you're right. I think you'd have to go with that Red and Gold. Uh, so I would definitely do, uh, beast blue and gray ice. Um, let's see who else, who are some of my other characters we could do, uh, <laughs> um, we could do Janice Vell and call it Cosmo. No, what's the color that I would associate with him? Well, see, I was thinking that, like, maybe you just go Captain Marvel Cosmic, you know, okay. stars in Cosmic or something. I don't yeah. know. That way, you know, you get to play with some of the other Captain Marvels, but it definitely Guinnessville gets a home there. Uh, and then, let's see, the last one we could do, we could do, we could do Taskmaster Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I want that skull mask. I know you're not a fan, but I want that skull mask. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all for it. Just no Kate. Oh, <laughs> uh, now now I quit the book. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all right, there you go, fans. So pitch us your books. Who who would you do in the uh the big universes or even the the independents? What 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 color theme books? Because obviously the companies love this because it's like, hey, how many colors do we need? Uh black, white, and blood. So black, white, and red, we're <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Colorist everywhere kind of worry. <laughs> All right, let's see. Moving along, uh, we've got Excalibur issue 19. So some big stuff here. Betsy and Kwanin look like they're going to be facing off, and there is some uh, talk about uh, Psylocke getting a costume change or something. So this could definitely be leading towards that. Now, this is a big one, and I haven't had a chance to read it, So, but Marvel is really hyping this one up. Guardians of the Galaxy issue 12. This looks like where the brand new space adventures are going to start beginning. So, so is that definitely is that a, uh, a, a, a mystery cover or, or are we supposed to guess who those characters are? Or do we already know who those characters are? No, I think this one, I think we know who these characters are. And actually, you know what? I think I might be a month early. Maybe it's uh yeah. Cause I think I am cause lift off. And so this will kind of finish up their current story arc. So we do know who this team is. Um, they're definitely going to be mucking with Nova as we can see his crushed helmet there. Uh, so this will kind of end where it's at. And actually, yeah, I'm sorry. Issue 13 is where it's going to be at. And that one, the uh, the PR department did play with the idea of showing us mystery covers. Like they'd have a couple of different characters and then you, some of them were blacked out and you had to figure it out. And then like two days later, they just said, oh, heck with it. Here's the whole lineup. <laughs> so like the Guardians of the Galaxy look like they're going to be an army now. Like it, there's definitely going to be a lot of people there. Um, I'm pretty stoked because they're kind of going back to their blue and red uniformed costumes. So I like that. Uh, except the bummer is Star Lord had a good costume, and this new one, from what I've seen so far, doesn't look so good. So I'm kind of bummed that he's got a costume downgrade. 
Uh, well, let's see. King and Black is still going on. So King and Black Scream will be getting a one shot. So this is like one of the uh, symbiote offsprings of Carnage. So we get to see what's going on with her as she deals with the whole King and Back scenario. Uh, Maestro War and Pax issue three will be out. So if you want more adventures of the uh, crazy Hulk, <laughs> not that there's many of those, but you can yeah. definitely pick that up. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 24 will be out. And there you go. One of the variant covers, Miles Morales Spider-Man thing. So we get to see uh, Man-Thing as another Spider-Man. Uh, luckily, <laughs> this time he made sure to wear his uh, cool sneakers as well. So that's part of it. <laughs> Uh, Savage Avengers issue 19 will be out and I'm sad to say Savage Avengers will probably get me now. Um, one of their, in the upcoming solicits, they have, um, Ghost Rider. He's going to be teaming up with the team and I'm like, son of a gun. (laughs) So now I might have to start picking up some of these ridiculous adventures. So yeah. Um, and also if you are a Michael Cho, uh, classic Marvel character, uh, fan, Definitely check out one of the variant covers for Savage Avengers because it'll feature Black Widow. There are quite a few uh, Star Wars books, but then we will have Taskmaster issue three getting a second printing uh, as a new character is introduced. If I try to say this, I'm probably going to butcher it. Taigukai? Taigukai, yeah. Yeah, and he is going to be the idol of South Korea. So this will be very interesting to see uh, what this character will do. So I guess there must have been a pretty good reaction. So we'll see more of him. So his first appearance is definitely getting reprinting. That's always a good sign. Uh, And this is just in time because we will also have Taskmaster issue five out. And why are we excited? Because Black Widow's on the cover. So uh, someday in some version of the universe, we will get to see the Black Widow movie. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And those two were supposed to square off our you know, something, something. But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, all we can do is speculate. Uh, the fact that it's taskmaster, there's an M in his name. That means Mephesto. <laughs> yep. You're absolutely right. Mephesto confirmed. <laughs> so that's going to be all your single issues. Um, if you are looking at collected editions, so there is Avengers, the gathering omnibus edition. See Mitch, we were on the right track because these are some of those issues we read with vision getting his new colorful costume and all that fans. I have to warn you, I love Steve Epting. So I'm down for the art. Uh, I don't even mind the fact that some of these Avengers are running around in brown leather jacket, bomber jackets. I'm cool with that. But the angst that Bob Haras <laughs> brings to these books is going to be so much. I mean, these characters are just on edge, extremely angry for no freaking reason. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, buyer beware, you know, it is a big omnibus. It'll collect the whole thing. Uh, the, one of the cool benefits of this era, this is when black widow actually steps up to be the leader of the Avengers. So that was a huge change in scenarios. Uh, you will get to see Cersei in action. So if you want to get yourselves, uh, Cersei and black Knight. So if you want to get yourselves prepared for, um, uh, the in, are the Eternals definitely check that out. Crystal of the Inhumans is there as well. So if you want to see um, her adventures, which is wild because a lot of people forget she is the sister-in-law to Wanda because Crystal married Pietro. So yep. we get to see some of uh, some of her there and uh, some of her doubts about her marriage to Pietro. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Fantastic Four Epic Collection Volume 2 will be out. This will feature the master plan of Doctor Doom. So if you want to get some of the early adventures of the Fantastic Four by Stanley and Jack Kirby, definitely pick that up. Dazzler will be getting a Volume 2 of Marvel Masterworks. That's right. Dazzler has her own set of Marvel Masterworks. <laughs> so if you want to pick up some of the early adventures, pick go for that. Uh, Invincible Iron Man will be hitting Volume 13 of his Marvel Masterworks series. Now that's crazy that what we're getting there. So I think this now puts us in the eighties. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, Punisher. Welcome back. Frank will be collected as a Marvel select hardcover. So if I remember correctly, I think this is, I know it's Garth Enos and Steve Dillon, but I think this is the first time they teamed up to uh, start their crazy adventures with Frank. 
Werewolf by Night, New Wolf Rising will be collected. So if you want to get some of the new adventures of Werewolf by Night, definitely check it out. X-Men Epic Collection Volume 3, Sentinels Live, is getting a new printing. Uh, So these are some of the offbeat adventures of the X-Men. This is kind of when the book was circling the drain, as we might say. So it was approaching Limbo. I, I appreciate these adventures, but I love the O5. Uh, but there is some great stuff here with Roy Thomas and Neil Adams teaming up to do some trippy X-Men artwork and uh, seeing how the X-Men defeat the Sentinels one more time. X-Men's famous crossover Inferno will be collected as an omnibus edition again. So if you definitely want to pick that up, this was a response to the uh, infamous love triangle of Scott, Gene, and his wife, Madeline. Uh, And then also Magic had a huge growing up backstory here where we get to see her master the realm of Limbo and then also become the Dark Child as well. So a lot of crazy stuff happened in there and... That's your spinner rack. <laughs> what a spinner rack it is. Okay, let's get into the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Chris, what did you what did you think of the episode? Oh, I loved it. Um, uh, you know me; I'm a huge Winter Soldier fan, so I am super stoked to get to see more Bucky in my life. Um, I liked the new add-ons that were there. I thought they were great. Uh, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with these Flag Smashers. And uh, Bucky in Therapy was just fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you right. separate Bucky from the Winter Soldier? Like, you said you love the Winter Soldier. But do you love, like, the stories now when it's not... When, or, so say the stories when he wasn't the winter soldier, but he was captain America or the stories that we get told about when he was, you know, kid Bucky or teenage Bucky with captain America. Like, do you separate those, those, those different characters or do you consider it all one story? Well, I consider it all one story. Um, that's okay. just those, those chapters in his life, that type of stuff. Um, cause I was thinking about that. Like, it's funny because in the comics, Bucky has embraced the title of the winter soldier. Like, You know, people like, oh, hey, it's the Winter Soldier. He's like, yep, that's me. I feel like in the movies, though, I don't think he wants to embrace the Winter Soldier title because it's evil. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is um, so it'll be very interesting to see, you know, like because even with his whole like, okay, you know, don't do anything illegal. Don't hurt anybody. (laughs) And then state your name and reasoning behind it. And even then he's like. I'm not the Winter Soldier anymore. I'm James Buchanan Barnes. And it's kind of like, huh. I mean, the show is called Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know. And so it's like, will they themselves properly? Because, like, that was a big payout for uh, WandaVision. Wanda is now acknowledged the fact that she has the moniker Scarlet Witch. So what's going to happen here? And I, I know everybody lost their stuff when Black Panther came out and we had that end scene. It's like, oh, we call him White Wolf. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to change his name. You know, click here. Um, so <laughs> you know, that was BS. Um, so I hope by the end of this that they, like Marvel themselves, are the MCU. I hope that they really embrace the Winter Soldier name and come to say, like, yeah, it's it's a heroic identity instead of it really being bad <laughs> yeah no uh, i definitely think that he will embrace the the name of the winter soldier and it will no longer mean the shadowy assassin that comes out to kill you uh <laughs> is there any precedent in the comic books for a time when bucky went around making quote-unquote amends or uh i mean obviously he is comic book trope is to always be uh, making amends for your past mistakes and, and stuff like that. But is there like, is there anything similar to this where he was literally going off of a notebook? I wouldn't say it entirely that way. Like I know at the end of Ed Brubaker's captain America run, like Bucky hinted at like there's stuff I need to go back and do. And then when Bucky spun off into his first volume of winter soldier by Ed Brubaker, it was basically him stopping the other winter soldiers from being released from hibernation and stuff like that. But as for like, a you know, a checklist style, like, Hey, my name's Bucky Barnes. And there was a day where I got on the fight with the freeway and I caused your car to be crushed. <laughs> Here's, you know, here's the keys to a new Lexus. My bad. No, they really haven't gone to that level. 
Um, so I think that's just movie TV movie stuff that they'll probably play with. <laughs> I mean, as a big fan of uh, Hey, My Name is Earl, I'm sure you enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> hey, my name is Bucky. <laughs> um, I, 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 I also wanted to draw the parallels between the fact that uh, Bucky and Cap both have a notebook, you know, where they, they're keeping a list yes. after they woke up. Cap's list is definitely different where it's like, hey, these are the things that I missed and I should probably catch up on. Whereas Bucks is like, yeah, these are the people that I wronged. And I really need to go fix that. Or these are the people that I helped, you know, gain power and I really need to go fix that. So uh, it was good to see that he was like, oh, yeah, this senator uh, needs to be taken down a peg. So uh, let me go get her arrested real quick. Yeah, I did like that parallel. I thought that was neat. So that just goes to show people from the 1940s, they don't put lists in their phones. They still buy notebooks. <laughs> so uh, another, they're, they're the two that are keeping it together. <laughs> and another parallel would be seeing Buck sleeping on the floor uh, with a pillow and blanket. Very much what Captain America was saying to Falcon in, in uh, The Winter Soldier. He's like, beds, they're just too soft. It feels like a cloud, like you're going to fall right through. Um, I'm sure he has other reasons why he is sleeping on the floor. Uh, but that is, I would have to say that has to be a callback to that. Well, uh, it's definitely a callback and it's also very much, you know, the, the callback to, to PTSD and real world scenarios. So like, yes, I will yes. say like this, this, um, show really delved into a lot of the struggles that, uh, service people go through. Like I was, I was very surprised by some of that. I mean, they're definitely using that as a, uh, an analog in the whole, like Sam Wilson trying to save his family's house and, and boat. Like, the idea that he went off and fought this war. Uh, he was a part of the Avengers or, you know, a part of the army. And uh, he's comes back and like, no one wants to give him a, a loan uh, to save his home. No one wants to uh, hear, you know, the plight that he's, he's going through because one, you don't have income for the last five years. And it's like, well, is that exactly true? I, I have income for the last five years of the years that I existed, but for five years you guys went on without me kind of thing uh that has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with me i'm still i'm still d doing stuff uh but yeah you would really think that if you sign the sokovia accords shouldn't you be getting paid by like somebody the un yeah you'd think they'd be kind of you know like okay well this is my job this is where i'm at uh, just even for the PR aspect of it, I think a bank would be like, yeah, uh, just remind people that we saved the Falcons family. That would be awesome. Cause oh my God, like much kudos to that actor who played the loan officer. I hated him. <laughs> like, You're Sam. Can we do a picture? Oh yeah. Oh, this is so cool. And then it's like, yeah, but I can't help you. It was yeah. like, man, that, that was a page out of the real world. It was like, that is perfect. Like it's, Hey, we can love you, but when you need us, sorry, we're not there. Uh, and that's what banks to Marvel zero, you know, because <laughs> even, even Peter Parker, when him and aunt may went to the bank, they couldn't get a loan. <laughs> that was Joel McHale. That was the loan officer in that movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Starman denied them. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I, I was going to bring up, but in the comic books, the Avengers are paid through the Maria Stark Foundation. Am I correct? Yep, that is correct. And that's one of the biggest uh, draws, as you've brought up many times, when Tony Stark gets uh, Spider-Man to come to the Avengers in Civil War. He's like, hey, we have money. Yep. <laughs> just like, thank you so much. <laughs> yep. I there was somebody pulled that plant panel because they've been obviously all the Easter egg articles and they use that panel where it's exactly that like Iron Man in his armor is like we've got money and then Spider-Man just hugs him crying like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's 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 I mean I get it. It's it's it 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 make it creates a problem for Sam to have to deal with in the in the show. It's just odd that it's not something that was thought about in this world already if that makes sense yeah no it is it's definitely a trip to see you know because i mean tony and pepper are not stupid people you know they would have found a way to like okay like let's uh let's let's 
you know, let's take care of our, 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 our family and their extended family, Mm -hmm. you know? So it, it is hard to realize that like, wait a second, you're telling me during blip time that, you know, Tony didn't reach out to, to, um, Sam's sister and be like, Hey, you know, your, your brother died in service. We're going to pay for the boat in the house and, and you guys just run and maintain, you know, like I'm, I'm very surprised by that. Very surprised. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the new characters they introduced you. One of them you talked about was the flag smasher. Now that's a character in the comic book, but now they've made it into an organization in the movie or in the show, so to speak. Yes. So I was very surprised. Um, so flag flag smasher is, you know, um, uh, a great another version of the red skull so while the red skull enforces his enthusiastic views uh the flag smasher uh, is basically all about like no there will be no nations there will be no borders it is it is not needed patriotism is a disease on humankind so that's what he's been all about now the fact that it's a a gang is very interesting um, I, I like the idea. I think it, it, it definitely plays over well, especially in our modern world and especially in a world with the blip, you know, where it's like people are coming back and it's like, well, are they really going to, you know, care about, you know, uh, like nations and stuff like that? Or is it all for the people? So it definitely looks like a wild introduction. My theory was that the woman that we see, at least in the trailer, was thinking she was going to be sin um but i think i caught somewhere that they said her name and i guess she's actually going to be uh she is the the flag the flag smasher character himself they just gender swapped okay so is that what the laf was something to that effect yeah like gosh i should have said uh, I should have I should have kept that article handy because they they did talk about that and it was like okay this is this is really interesting because like I said I I just figured with the red hair I was like oh cool and the fact that she wants to cause anarchy like I was like okay this should be awesome like this totally fits Sin's mo but it's it's not so I guess the flag smasher personality is still there so yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see in the next couple issues, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lieutenant Torres is a uh, army, I guess army, maybe air force. I don't know which one he's supposed to belong to, uh, but he is uh, essentially Sam's kind of sidekick in this show. Uh, in in the comic books, he's Joaquin Torres. He is a mutant and he has feathers and eagle or bird eyes so to speak and he becomes the new falcon after sam becomes captain america do you believe that they are going to go the same way is he going to be a mutant is he going to grow feathers is uh is or is he just going to get uh sam's backup uh motorized wings well so i think because everybody keeps dropping this and i guess that's been a big hint the power broker um so uh, was the power broker talked about in the show I don't think it was talked about in the show, but there's definitely hints. Like if you go to the, uh, the end credits, um, you see, so it's right by the music supervisor, Dave George. And like, you can see in the background, it says power broker and then something watching. So power broker is watching. I don't know. And you see this like little blue vial. So, um, it definitely kind of has a feel that it's like, okay, maybe like, maybe that's why the flag smashers, have incredible powers maybe that's why usa or uh, john walker is able to become captain america because this is the modern day super soldier serum you know so uh it sounds like the power broker will definitely be used so i don't think they might go the mutant route with joaquin just yet uh but i can definitely see like this is where he gets powered so maybe they will play with that that it's like well because luckily so far, most of our Avenger characters still are very humanoid looking. And what if Joaquin is one of the people like, well, Hey, I got powers, but I don't look very human esque anymore, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole avian eyes and stuff like that. So maybe that could be something that we'll start playing with. Uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. The flag smasher. When we see one of the leaders, the guy who's robbing whatever place that was like, he does kick, 
people across the the building and and pull one over on Joaquin, uh, you know, when he has a gun in his face. Are we thinking uh, more people that had super soldier serum in them? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like it'll whatever that blue stuff is going to turn out to be, you know, either, you know, some kind of like, you know, uh, uh, God, what, uh, I can't think of Bane's juice right now. Venom, Venom. you know, like, yeah. are they going to find something like that? That's been in the history of captain America comics and they'll try to throw that in there or will it just be, yeah, you know, this is super soldier serum too, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I did love the reintroduction or return of Batrock the leaper, uh, to me, that character in the comic books has always been very silly and and uh, a throwaway. But <laughs> between uh, Winter Soldier and this, like he is a formidable formidable uh, villain. Like he he's he can do the job that needs to be done. Yeah, no, he's he's a great character. It's just the costume is ridiculous looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, in the comic books is ridiculous. Once you get rid of his French mustache and the wannabe Wolverine uh, mask, he's he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love the way he gets played in this. I love his his seriousness, his organization. Uh, he's just awesome. So it's like, okay, this is cool. Like, I can't believe people, you know, I mean, obviously we have yet to use the actual phrase, Batrock the Leaper, but it's kind of cool like that. It's like, wow, he's a, he's actually a pretty cool villain. <laughs> Um, uh, another James made his way onto the screen. Uh, James Rhodes, uh, also known as Rhodey. How did you uh, feel about his little part that he played in, in essentially kind of nudging Sam in a certain way? So definitely cool to see him, uh, in the show. I'm very curious to see, like, is he healed? Yeah. That's where my mind was like, like, wait a second. Cause last time we saw him. I mean, other than being inside the armor, but it was like, uh, what was it at the end of, uh, because when the whole Tony stank, uh, <laughs> bit happened, he was wearing that exo suit, right? Like those big exo legs. Well, even and in, then even, yeah, even in, uh, in game when he had to t- get, you know, uh, release himself from his war machine suit, he was dragging his legs across. Like he couldn't use them. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see, like, well, you know, how is he healed? Uh, that'll be very interesting to see. And I did find it interesting. Yeah, like you were saying, like, he's very – he's he is nudging Sam. Like, you need to be Captain America. So, like, does he know that the government is going to be instilling their Captain America? And he's kind of like, no, you should do it because, yeah. one, you won't be their pawn. Or, you know, so, like, yeah, I'm very, very curious to see – how he's going to play in this because from what I remember of them in civil war, like those two kind of clashed with each other. It's like, well, we're both servicemen and I'm willing to toe the line and you're not, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, so like how have they developed a friendship now? So that'll be definitely interesting to see um, what war machines um, stakes are in this situation. And uh, a very, uh, maybe not very deep cut anymore, but I still consider a deep cut. Uh, at one point, when Buck is on his date, he talks about having a sister named Rebecca. Uh, is this a Easter egg to uh, Ricky Barnes, the Heroes Reborn Bucky? Well, I know he has a sister, uh, just because like they did a wonderful story called uh, "It's Captain America and Bucky: The Life Story of Bucky Barnes," I believe. Um, <clears throat> so it's at the 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 tail end of Ed Brewer Baker's adventures on the Captain America book. Uh, it was like a six part, actually maybe a five part, I think a five part miniseries. And so basically, it's an explanation of Bucky's life, like how he wound up at Camp Hammond, how he wound up working with Captain America, uh, his you know discovering of the Holocaust. Um, being drafted into Soviet Russia and all these things. And at the end of the story, we see him sitting at his sister's bedside telling her these stories. And of course she's an old woman and he's just like, Hey, I just, I just want you to know that I'm here. Um, so I thought that was a nice touch. Um, 
I'll have to go back now and look at the comics and see if her name was also Rebecca, because you're right. Maybe it is a little bit of a nod to, to Ricky Barnes. Um, but I do love the fact that they remembered or mentioned that Bucky has at least one family member. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the last character that we really need to talk about is the last character that's introduced in the show. John Walker, <laughs> U S agent or captain America at this point. Um, do you think that he is going to have uh super soldier strength and abilities? Yeah, I, I definitely say so. Um, just because, you know, obviously we have a big cheat. We call these things comic books. Uh, <laughs> so we've seen what he is capable of. He can definitely, you know, he can put Steve on the ropes. He might not be able to beat him, but he can definitely, you know, hang, hang tough. Uh, so, and again, too, you're not just going to take some random soldier and put him in the uniform because, you know, then it's going to be somebody who potentially can die. So um, I definitely say he's going to have the power boost. I think that's probably what's going to be the side effect to whatever this new Captain America juice number two is. I think it's going to cause irrational anger, which is definitely something that U.S. agent has been very prone to, you know, but that's it's more prone just because he's very set in his ways for the good or bad of those views. Um, but I definitely can see that that's something that they'll play with that. Here's a very, you know, a guy with good intentions, but he's flawed. And then now he's taking this steroid that's causing him to become, you know, irrational and potentially violent. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, he is one of the characters that I enjoy to read, even though he's not always a good guy. I also have a feeling that they're going to be pulling the same thing they did with us with Iron Man three and the Mandarin. I feel like just, and it might just be because it's Wyatt Russell playing the role. Uh, if you're familiar so with his, Ben Kingsley underneath the mask, yes, exactly. <laughs> ben Kingsley. It's going to be a follow up to that, uh, you know, that uh, once in future King <laughs> short or whatever it was called. No, uh, Wyatt Russell his his, 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 acting has usually been more comedic uh than anything else uh, which i also want to bring up the fact that he is kurt russell's son in real life and so now we have both father and son in the mcu because kurt russell was in guardians of the galaxy that's a good point um wow i didn't make that connection <laughs> but like what if he is just the the mascot just like how you know the u.s government wanted to use steve uh when they first got him he was, as he drew it on that paper, he was the dancing monkey. Uh, it wasn't until he took it into his own hands and went after to help Buck that he became Captain America, so to speak. So I know from the trailer that there's at one point in time, this Captain America is going to go out on a football field with a marching band and dance around. So I don't know. Is there a chance that they he doesn't have any powers? He's just a mascot. You know, that, that brings up a good point, you know, I, I, cause you're right. I, I, when you were talking about that, I, my mind flashed to that football field scene and it's like, okay, maybe he is just that. Maybe he is USO Captain America and he's content with that. He's like, Hey man, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get all these babes and money and fame. And then all of a sudden by accident, it's like, oh crap, I am actually a hero. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So was there any other things that you wanted to bring up from the episode? I just got to say, I mean, I, I really, I enjoyed the fact of how they opened it. Um, I thought it was great. You know, we, we see that awesome sky chase scene for Falcon's introduction in this. Like, wow. Like, I, I want to know, like, what was real and what was CGI? Because it was just so brilliant looking. I enjoyed it was that. Great. Um, and then I, I really liked the the bits of humanity that they injected into um into Bucky. Um, I, he's still such a tragic character. Um, I, in that line hit me so hard when, when he's talking with his therapist and she's like, you know, you need to open up. You need to learn that people want to help you. You know, the, the, your, the, the government's pardoned you, your, your mind's clear, you know, you're free. And then he just kind of mutters back, do what? And it's like, wow. Because I mean, the guy, like, you know, I mean, he basically like knowing the story of Bucky, it's like, well, he went from being a child to, you know, going into the military service. And then that's all he's ever known. It's, it's orders. You do this, you do this, you do this. So it's like, 
well, what do you do when there's nobody giving orders? Like what, what is life? And it's like, you know, a lot of people love the fact that when he's the winter soldier, he's wearing that mask. So he never really spoke. Like, that's why I was kind of bummed when they did that line, when he, when he kills the politician or whatever. And then he's like, hell Hydra. I wish he didn't say it. Cause I think that would have been even better had he not had any speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's, it's really even bigger to the fact that it's like, wow. Because I mean, if we think about it, the one time he finds peace, it's over in Wakanda, but what do they even do? It's like, Hey, we need a weapon, put your arm on, let's go. So <laughs> it's, you know, like, I, I think we're going to finally get to discover who Bucky Barnes is and I'm excited for this journey. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry that I tried to cut out of this without talking about Buck. Uh, he, he does have that one line in there too. It's like, we're, you know, I would put, I'd be put to sleep and I'd be woken up to go on a mission. Like it's all I've known for so long. Uh, he's had no moments yeah. of reprieve until he got to Wakanda. Uh, so it is got to be stressful for him to try and reacclimate or be different or not be on mission all the time. Uh, and then he is trying to make amends with an older gentleman that he killed his son. That's the flashback oh. we see is that he killed the son just yeah. because he was a witness that he just happened to see what happened. Uh, you do, they definitely try to make it seem like uh, he was hanging out with that old man first, just because it, he could have been a world war two uh, vet. That's what, him. that's what I was thinking too. I was like, Oh cool. Like maybe this guy's a howling commando. Maybe, you know, maybe that's one of Bucky's friends. And I was so excited just because I would love the parallels of like, Here's two grouchy old men, but one looks like a dude, you know, a younger <laughs> dude. And instead, that twist, it was like, oh, man, like, dang, that's going to be some emotional damage right there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, both characters have a lot to work through. Um, there's that meme that's going around where it shows uh, Buck, Sam, and Wanda all at Tony Stark's funeral and it says what does it say it says the the we really needed therapy but they gave us a tv show instead crew (laughs) yep exactly uh so obviously sam seems like he's doing better but he is suffering from one losing a very close close friend not that steve is dead but he's not in his life anymore but he, he also has a severe case of imposter syndrome. Like he can, he doesn't feel like he can ever live up to being Captain America to live up to Steve Rogers legacy. Uh, so he gives the shield away. He, he puts it in the, the Smithsonian, uh, which then they give it back to the U S government and the U S government gives it to the new Captain America, which seems very weird. Like, I don't feel like that's how that works, <laughs> but okay, we'll see. <laughs> It's the government. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to bring up? Um, no, just I'm, 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 I'm hooked like that for that being like, I know a lot of people were kind of like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I cannot wait to see Sharon Carter. Like she's actually going to become a character. I'm excited mm-hmm. because I've known Sharon Carter. And from what I've seen of her in the MCU, I feel like she's very muted. Um, I cannot wait to see Baron Zemo uh, just because I, I, I consider that to be, you know, Bucky's, you know, evil, evil villain. And then something, I guess, okay. I almost forgot if we go back to uh, Bucky's notebook. So he's got some names in there, right? And Zemo is one of the names. So let's see here. They, I, I'm using a uh, screen rants, uh, little Easter egg. And so some of the names will be familiar to comic book readers. So we have a Rostov, who's the red barbarian. Uh, he was assassinated by the winter soldier in the comics again, uh, PW Hauser. So that is probably, you know, a, well, it's a reference to the Nazi called Willem Hauser, who fought Fury and his commandos in the comics. Uh, Hauser was a thorn in Sam Wilson's side during his time as Captain America. So he was a radio host who wanted Sam to give up the shield to John Walker, the U.S. agent. Uh, Helmet Zero, so the main villain of Captain America Civil War. Uh, he's going to be in this show. Uh, L. Kaminsky a Marvel comic book writer and editor whose work included stories featuring Sam Wilson and John Walker. C. Kustensov, uh, I'm going to butcher this one, Kustensov, uh, probably a reference to a scientist who created a sentient robot for the, AS, the USSR, and then S. Whitaker, uh, and he's a Marvel writer who wrote several Captain America stories. Uh, so, yeah, and I mean, 
like we got some characters we haven't gotten them all that's exciting to know <laughs> so yeah a switch between uh characters in the comic books and writers creators of the comic book so that's that's very cool i like that i like that a lot uh if you have any other information that we missed from this episode then you'd like to talk to us please find me on twitter i am at mitchipedia gem gem stands for geek elite media chris where can people find you online uh, definitely find me on Twitter as well. My handle is stuff. I should say should being spelled S H U D and then check out geeklymedia.com and AIPTcomics.com for my writings about comic books and my love of it. Uh, the rest of geekly media is at geekly media on Twitter at geekly media on Instagram and facebook.com forward slash geekly media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geeklymedia.com. Please, Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash geeklymedia. You get all kinds of bonus material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 